0: Man, is that the rock news weekly podcast yeah man well turn it up man
1: this is rock news weekly every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock metal indie grunge alt and classic rock news this week's new releases This week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of January 29th, Season 6, Episode 4. This week we talk about David Lee Roth ranting about Sammy Hagar and Wolfgang Van Halen in bizarre new videos he posted online. Alice in Chains announce a 30th anniversary edition box set for their legendary 1994 EP Jar of Flies. Ozzy reveals details about his goodbye performance at Villa Park later this year and more. Plus this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. Everything's up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here, as well as David. How's it going, man? Hello, It's pretty good. How was the week? Uh, It was a nice week. Back to the grind?
2: Yeah, back to the grind. It was, uh, you know, my students seemed engaged. I only said the F word once in class. (laughs) Well, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad. I did apologize.
1: (laughs) For their sensitive ears. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's hop into the topics this week, guys. We got lots to talk about, including that uh, big rant that was posted this week from David Lee Roth, uh, Sammy Hagar, and Wolfgang Van Halen uh, in two separate rants that he posted online. We'll go over those. Allison Chains announcing a 30th anniversary box set for their Jar of Flies EP. Ozzy revealing some details about his goodbye performance at Villa Park later this year and more. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock news Weekly. Watch us on Twitch and YouTube, at Rock news Weekly. Tour news this week. A uh, big festival in Kentucky every year. It's known as Bourbon and Beyond. And uh, here is the lineup for you guys. Looks like we got Zach Bryan, Dave Matthews Band, Tyler Childers, and Neil Young as the headliners. My morning jacket, Matchbox 20, Beck, The National, The War on Drugs. What do you think of the lineup? Just uh, looking at it.
2: Uh, yeah, I like some of those. You're gonna have to tell me about Zach Bryan, though. This <laughs> I, I is couldn't a, tell you. This is a thing. Like lately, maybe I've it's been an hearing, East Coast thing. Is it a country well, guy? Well, he's a country singer. Okay. And he, but he's like, uh, he he has like a particular sort of like aesthetic and maybe politics oh. or something that's different from a lot of country singers.
1: I'm guessing he's left very, leaning.
2: I don't know if he's like quite I mean I know he's like been an ally of, you know, LGBTQ folks and that sort of thing a bit. Sure. And so he's uh but but he's quite popular um these days, I guess and so Yeah, he's I, I, headlining yeah, I've he's never headlining, heard of him But he was like, just came out of nowhere
1: Yeah, right on
2: And I, I, I don't Interesting. know you know
1: who Casey Musgraves is? I do know her She's I think she's won like Grammys and she's, stuff uh, She sings
2: it's like funny you know, Kind of, of a funny, soulful, I, bluesy country singer he, Right? I have a friend who's a really He's got really good taste in music But he's really into like Hardcore Well, he was on the... He, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. so we had, he had him was on the in show the past. a while ago. Yeah. And he said to me the other night, he's like, You ever listen to Casey Musgraves? And I was like, You know, I've heard the name, but I never have. And I turned it on. And I was like, Oh, it's quite
1: nice. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Not metal or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, It was funny coming from him because yeah, he's right, all about right.
2: like hardcore stuff. But then I no, was uh, listening to that, and there's a song that Casey Musgraves does with Zach Bryan. And I was ah. like, Oh, that's a pretty good song. But I don't know. I really don't know too much about him. But I would like to see. I would like to see. I'll, other ones are good otherwise, but I'd like to see that just to see like what's, sure. what's going on with him because he's quite popular. All and
1: this of a has got kind of something for everybody. I'm, I'm looking all over the place here. There's Sunny Day Real Estate here, Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, look at that. Um, they also got one of the ones that is like a big thing for me that I, I got really excited when I saw it was Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers. That's his original band from the 80s. Um, and. I was like, oh, shit, Bruce Hornsby is back. And I looked up uh, tour dates, and he's not touring any other dates. So it's only this festival that he's doing this uh, show with the Noisemakers, which is pretty special, and I wonder if there's stuff on the horizon. Uh, but he's, he's a legend. So it's it's got something for everybody yeah, I mean, here. Neil's, Neil Young. Neil Young. Back? Yeah. The Beach Boys? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's and just And, you know, Mike our Love, favorite, Matchbox 20. Our favorite, yes. <laughs> uh, all right, well, anyway, uh, check that out if you guys are on the East Coast in Kentucky, September 19th through the 22nd later this year, Bourbon and Beyond. This was kind of cool. Infectious Grooves, have you heard of that group? Uh, they were big in the 90s, kind of a super group. Uh, there might be a song that I... Robert Trujillo from Metallica, the bass player Metallica, okay. was in this group uh, earlier in, the, in his career. Okay. And they're getting back together. Uh, and we were talking about Jay Weinberg from Slipknot getting kicked out of Slipknot. Well, he's found his next gig for now. I don't know if it's going to be you know, a future thing or just kind of temporary, but he is playing he's with... playing with Infectious Group. Yeah, so hey, Jay, that's good. Yeah, Jay Weinberg back on the kit there. Robert Trujillo from Metallica. It looks like uh, Mike Muir... Um, from Suicidal Tendencies and some other great bands. Australian Tour. Um, So it's kicking off in April. Byron Yeah, I like that poster. Yeah, it is cool. That's feel good. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, and they come from that surf culture in California, so it's kind of like a clever little play on that. And, uh, yeah, Infectious Grooves, man. I can't wait to see more from them. Hopefully we'll get some tour dates. Uh, They said, um, um, here's. it's kind of a long post, but they said, this ain't no April Fool's joke. Uh, April, April 1st, Infectious Grooves at the Byron Bay Blues Fest. They're going to bring um, this great, great show. Uh, it's, it's definitely not an easy gig to fill. They say drumming uh, started with Stephen Perkins, who's in Jane's Addictions and a bunch of other great dr- uh, drummer uh, bands, uh, followed with 13-year-old Josh Freese, who's now in Foo Fighters. And then came a 14-year-old Brooks, the teenage drum sensation uh, Walkerman, um, Infectious Grooves has always been blessed with some amazing drummers, so Jay Weinberg is now part of that history uh, with Infectious Grooves. So, well, a 17-year-old drummer and a 14-year-old? Well, that was back then in the '90s, but yes. That is, yeah, that is pretty cool. Trey Cool was 14 when he joined uh, Green Day. Uh, I did a, not realize that. A lot of drummers are really young because um, drumming is one of the most demanding you know, positions, you know that. Yeah. And when you're young, you're full of energy and fire. And yeah, so yeah. some of these young drummers, man, they come out of the gate just like unbelievable. You're just like, how do you have the stamina and the discipline at that young of an age? And they turn into these phenom drummers, you know? They start at such a young age. So, yeah. Anyway, really cool stuff. So um, glad to see Infectious Grooves back uh, on the road and uh, glad to see Jay Weinberg back behind the kit. So pretty cool. All right, let's get into the meat potatoes of the rock news though. This week, There's David Lee Roth calling out Wolfgang Van Halen, as well as Sammy Lee, or Sammy, uh, Sammy Lee, Sammy Hagar, uh, in two separate videos this past week. Uh, so the whole thing is apparently this rant. I'll sum it up for you in a little bit here, and then you're gonna hear it from David Lee Roth. Allegedly, Wolfgang Van Halen threw out some of David Lee Roth's female guests during Van Halen's final tour. Um, which was in 2015, I think, somewhere around that. It was like eight years ago. Why he's taken this long to bring it up and talk about it, I don't know. Uh, probably because of the Van Halen tour that's going to be happening with Sammy Hagar that we mentioned. And Sammy Hagar kind of throwing shade, if you remember. Um, he's like, yes, yeah, he David Lee Roth can join us if, if, if he can remember the lyrics and for a song or two or whatever, right? Well, this has been in response to that. David Lee Roth has been like on a, a little tirade the past couple weeks, uh, posting a bunch of crazy shit on his YouTube channel. Da- David was asking me, is this part of his podcast? I'm like, I have no idea. It's called The Roth Show. So I don't know if it's just YouTube or if it's a podcast, but it's for sure on YouTube. And you guys can check it all out. So I'm going to play the video for you guys here. It's about a three or four minute long kind of rant, but it's David Lee Roth is a storyteller. I'll tell you that. Like, man, the guy is just like one of the most colorful storytellers so it's definitely going to be an entertaining little story here and then after that we'll talk about it and then we'll play the sammy hagar one all right so i'm going to play it for you guys here this is uh david lee roth (laughs) talking about wolfgang van halen and the final tour that they did together uh in 2015 i believe so check it out here it is
0: this fucking kid he's complaining the entire tour like i'm not paying enough attention to him on stage Like Santa Claus coming down the chimney and popping out on Christmas is nobody paying attention. Shalom to the Dome, homie. I'm giving him the best. Everything I've got in front of 20, 30,000 people at a clip and he's complaining to everybody around me. The business manager, the security guy, the clothing lady. Dave's not paying enough attention to me. Cut to New York City. Glamorous, glistening, shimmering New York City and we're at Jones Beach with 20,000 of my closest friends. I walk out into the middle of the stage, and I'm gonna do Ice Cream Man, and I'm testifying to the brothers, Eddie and Al, man, this is how many times we played New York, this is spectacular, and what I don't know is this kid, this Schlemiel kid, has commandeered a couple of monkeys to go in back, behind my back, over to the side of the stage, and throw out these two great dames that I invited to be my guests to the show. And these dames are in their 40s, okay? businesswomen. In fact, you aren't going to believe this shit. Roth Show. This fucking kid, what he doesn't know is that these two dames work for the accounting firm that represent him, not me. But as usual, he, just like his uncle and his uncle's brother, stiffed them for tickets. I know they're going to do that, so I got ahead of things and I give them tickets. I put them way off to the side, and I'm not talking about Molly Crew rupees here. This is the real deal, and they're both carrying big satchel purses, right? Like Gucci, here we go. And he throws them out of the building. He's teaching me a lesson. What this fucking kid doesn't know. They're carrying the paychecks for all 82 people on the road crew. Nobody tells me till I'm parked in the middle of that fucking bridge that leads from 101 Thai Avenue. You know fucking Jones Beach. They think I'm gonna freak out. I laughed so hard I spilled my snapple. Roth Show. Cut to Hollywood. That's Gooey Ballyhooey Hollywood. We're playing the Hollywood Bowl. It's the last two shows of the tour, and Ed's not having a good day this year. So I know, hey, maybe I always gotta play it like, what if this was the last show I ever have with the brothers? This is important to me. We're celebrating 50th anniversary here from when we first started arguing over which song is first. Stay focused. The brothers are playing. I walk out on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. This is the very last show that we're playing. And I start getting tears in my eyes because I testify to Ed and I testify to Al that... Hey, we started right down the street at a little nightclub called Gazaris. We were playing dance tunes and our parents didn't give us shit. We made every penny go right into the gas tank or onto the guitar strings fretboard. And okay, here we go. We're at the Hollywood Bowl. I'm about to launch into Ice Cream Man, and this fucking kid! He commandeers two muscle monkeys, locates the one dame that is my guest, she's off in the wings of the Hollywood Bowl. They find her, make her do the walk of shame past all the other guests and out into the parking lot, and throw her out of the building. Wolfie Van Halen's gonna teach me a lesson by throwing out what he thinks is my girlfriend. But guess what? Not only is this an accountant again, and not only is she carrying the paychecks for 82 of us on the road crew, but she's carrying cash bonuses for everybody there. You may want to pull over on this next one. You're going to pee your pants. Remember New York City? It's the same fucking lady. This fucking kid. This fucking kid! And that's how I remember my last show with Eddie Van Halen.
1: All right. So that's <laughs> rant number one. So what do you think? So I'll sum it up for everybody. Basically, Wolfgang Van Halen kicked out David Lee Roth's girlfriend on tour two times, and supposedly she had checks with her for 82 people on the road crew that, I don't know, didn't get to the road crew. She got kicked out. I'm not really sure. So my point is... There, there's two things to this. It's either it's fake, he's just making this up and bullshitting, or it's real and the the Van Halen camp wanted to bury it because it was a bad PR thing. Or it's a combination of both. It's an embellishment as to what really happened and maybe something similar happened and it wasn't that big of a deal. So what do you think after hearing his rant there? That you think it's true? Do you think any of this is you know
2: i would say either either way whether it's true or not his reality seems so fun <laughs> i know right, <laughs> right? you just add a little bit of that uh like he, uh yeah, no you're Rudy right about Blues in the background <laughs> or what no, no i like having song? the klezmer clown <laughs> music that he had <laughs> yeah, going yeah, on yeah, there yeah. <laughs> um I, so so <laughs> he added a calliope in yeah. there maybe. Cool. <laughs> uh, so okay so that's i would say he he sure has a fun time recollecting it yeah um it, he does give the uh he has a lot of charisma i know and making David you Lee Rock, feel man. making you feel the wow you know what a right. life what a what a story what a right you know
1: he's a storyteller but
2: i i don't really buy that yeah i mean i think it's like he, he you know Whatever, Wolfgate. Like, why would he? Why yeah. would he want to do that?
1: I don't know. Like,
2: oh, well, look, there's a person here. Oh, that's David
1: Lee Roth's it's, girlfriend. It's David Lee
2: Roth's uh, something or other.
1: Throw him out. He's not paying attention to me. Let's do it again. He's not. I mean, that just
2: is not really like right? a human. Like m- human motivation, and especially a young kid who's
1: like 18 at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would this kid have like a vendetta against David Lee Roth? I don't know. But
2: maybe, and, and that's the way you get him to pay attention to you. Is by, <laughs> yeah, by Throwing making his him girlfriend mad, out. Right? Yeah. Then he's gonna really want to hang out with you.
1: And I'm, I'm saying too. Uh, I said this on the air on the station. Where's one of these 82 crew members to speak up and valid and you know corroborate this story? Yeah because, you know, that's all it would take is one one of these crew members be like, yeah, hey, we didn't get our check that night. That's true. Or something yep, like yep. that. But nothing has come out yet. So uh, I don't know if that's going to end up being true or not. I guess we'll have to see. Let's play the other one because he also kind of uh, threw some shade at Sammy Hagar, kind of uh, making fun of the fact that he was abducted by aliens. So if you guys, you remember, we were talking about it. He went on uh, Howard Stern recently when they announced this Van Halen tour and said you know kind of brought it up that he was he he believes he was abducted uh, by aliens in the late 70s and he described it to Howard Stern and so David Lee Roth kind of started making fun of all this stuff he's like oh I'm not an expert in extraterrestrials and blah 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 and we'll, we'll play it for a while i'm not going to play the whole thing because it's pretty ridiculous uh but let's play it for you guys so you could be the judge and uh just hear another roth rant here let's play it and uh check it out this is david lee roth talking about sammy hagar and his alien abduction
0: i'm compelled to solicit this sordid subject in an effort to explain sam hagar's conduct for the last 10 summers I haven't said a single syllable about him, not one. I defy you, and in the face of a constant fart guess aimed in our direction here at the Mojo Dojo Diamond Dave Laboratories. And I think we've arrived at both the technical and the medical answer that may explain some of Sammy Hagar's conduct and his constant spew of diarrhea vitriol in our direction. Sammy Yeager was abducted by aliens and he was sex probed. Tom, sex probed. All right. Well, he
1: just starts <laughs> ranting on and on about this, and it's like a 25-minute-long video. So you can imagine uh, that—that's uh, Dave Lee Roth there, just throwing shade at Sammy's way. So, what do you think of all that? Just a bunch of nonsense, right? Uh,
2: yeah. Really, it just—he just wanted to. Just wanted to play at
1: it. Yep, get a reaction and uh, kind of uh, throw it back. And of course, you know, he he
2: wanted to show us just how normal he is. (laughs) Right, (laughs) (laughs) right. Yep, and he succeeded in that. Running around in the the Mojo Dojo, uh, Diamond Dave, (laughs) the Diamond Dave Mojo Dojo. What is it, Diamond Dave Mojo Dojo? Yes. Yes. With the the wafting fart glass. like steampunk. uh,
1: (laughs) Steampunk get up. And wafting fart gas diarrhea mouth or whatever. Good stuff, David Lee Roth, man. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if anybody responds to any of that. It's out there in the universe now. All right. Maybe uh, he'll <laughs>
2: be the next to get. Uh, he 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 was talking about doing the probing.
1: Oh right. So maybe he's... But
2: didn't he? Did he mention that he, he's a prober? He said he's. a Maybe yes. he'll.
1: The aliens will find him. Yep. They, he's put out the call into space now, yeah. so they're gonna they're gonna get him. All right, Van Halen's first live album is going to be available on vinyl next month. Uh, speaking of Van Halen, and it's all from the era, Sammy era. Uh, so I'm sure David Lee Roth is not really happy about all this era of Van Halen getting a lot of attention right now. So he's like acting like a little petulant child. This was re- released originally in 1993, so it's celebrating its 30th anniversary. Um, double platinum live album on vinyl. Uh... This is pretty cool, so if you guys are into all that, um, check it out. All 24 songs, uh, audio overseen by the uh, longtime engineer of the band. Studio Master Tapes by Bernie Grundman. So that's about as good as you can get for a vinyl release. So check that out. Speaking of vinyl, Alice and Chains announced their Jar of Flies 30th Anniversary Deluxe Box Set. Check this one out. This is pretty cool. It's limited to 3,000 units. You have to get it at AllisonChains.com. They have this logo-embossed jar with a touch-activated red LED light and faux flies that fly around inside the jar. <laughs> Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> it's pretty yeah, wild, man. Pretty cool. And
2: it has all the colors from the album. Yep. That was the cool thing about that album. Yeah. In the that... CD form is it had like the. Yeah. Bl- the, I don't know, purple or blue. I'm colorblind. But... Yep.
1: It's like a. It's like a a reddish-orange-purple kind of color. Yeah. And um, the original CD had... Like the um,
2: backside of it was where you put the CD. It was like yellow, right?
1: Yeah, and the CD itself, I believe, was like gray, and it had flies, like it looked like it was flies. And there's actually a, a more... a rarer version of the vinyl that sold out that actually supposedly has real flies inside of the vinyl. That they... It's a clear vinyl with actual flies inside of it. And they were selling it for a hundred bucks a pop, and it sold out. So that's out there too. Cruelty. <laughs> but
2: on the actual record, the tricolor. There, this is that's a different like, one. Yeah, this it, is the tricolor. That's like the color of the old yes CD. Yeah, right?
1: that's like the CD. Um, so there you go. Pretty cool. But stuff. where's the dog though? Uh, that's the, that's that's a different one. Th- this is the Jar of Flies EP. That's a different. Oh yeah, album. Jar
2: of Flies is different. Sorry.
1: No, that's that's cool. Um, This one. This one came out in 1994. And so they're celebrating 30th anniversary for that. Uh, Pretty cool stuff. So check that out. Allison Chains fans. All right. We're talking about this. Ozzy announcing his 2024 Villa Park uh, gig that's going to be happening in his hometown of Villa Park uh, and Aston Villa. Excuse me. Uh, Their stadium park is called Villa Park in Aston Villa. And so Sharon Osbourne revealed this week that the London leg of their new stage show um, Cut the Crap, which is, I guess, um, kind of like a podcast thing or something. It says stage show, some, some kind of thing they're doing. So anyway, she told the audience that Ozzy is going to perform two more shows in Birmingham as a goodbye to his fans. Appearing at the Alexandria Theatre last week, January 24th, part of that tour, she fought back tears as she divulged more information She suggested there would be only one concert. She told the host Jane Moore, Ozzy feels very much like he's not said goodbye to his fans. So he's going to be doing a show at Aston Villa, but he's going to have all his mates with him, all his great mates that he's toured with for years. So he'll have many friends with him, and it's going to be a celebration. Asked if the concert will take place in 2024. She responded this summer, yes. Aston Villa in Birmingham is where Ozzy is from. His voice is still absolutely perfect, and all the time he's been off, he still does his singing lessons, so his voice is perfect. Commenting on whether Ozzy will be well enough to fly over, she says, quote, I know that with this, that it's mind over matter, and he wants it too bad. He'll be there. It's true Ozzy won't tour again. Definitely he won't. It's terrible for him because it's hard to let something that you live for go, and no, matter with, no matter what over anything. The greatest love of his life is his fans and performers. Um, so what do you think about all that? Uh, you know, you know they, they talk about
2: that what's this, what do they say in row, row, row Your Boat, Life is But A Dream, right? Mm-hmm. That's like that, that, I don't know, that's what I get from that. It's like you think of when you're a kid and you think of like what it'd be like to be a rock and roll star, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, really, I'm th- talking about doing this tour and having all these friends and mates and all that going and, and doing that. One. Right. That's just that's lovely. That's a pretty
1: awesome that swan song for him. Yeah. So hopefully it all like goes according to plan and yeah. you know gets filmed for all of us that can't make it across the pond there uh, for that. But very cool. So hopefully it works it works out for him. Uh, speaking of Ozzy, he's also getting honored uh, coming up at the end of this month on January 31st, um, the Clio Awards. They're going to honor him as well as Pearl Jam. Uh, they're going to be accepting their trophies at the event on. January 31st in Hollywood, Pearl Jam will be honored with the Impact Award in recognition of their diverse creative pursuits, building an enduring and inspiring connection to their fans. As for Ozzy, he'll be recognized with the 2024 Clio Music Lifetime Achievement Award for his time as a solo artist and frontman of Black Sabbath. So like we were talking about, it's pretty awesome that he's got to that point in his life now where he's getting these Lifetime Achievement Awards. He's doing these uh, amazing grand shows with all the friends of his career so yeah he's he's living the life right now so good for him man uh, and congrats to him sounds really cool alright we got some birthdays this week let's get to it huh alright take it away David all
2: righty. Uh, Nick Mason, drummer of Pink Floyd, is 80 years old.
1: And he's still on tour. I want to say that. Uh, Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets is his new band that he's been touring with the past couple years. Wow. And he still plays the drums and he still tours, so pretty awesome, right?
2: That's great. Yep. Uh, Steve Perry, former lead singer of Journey, is 75 years old. Steven Adler, former drummer of Guns N' Roses, 59. Terry Chimes, former drummer of The Clash, 68 years old.
1: I think that's it. Yeah, all right. right. Kind of a short week. Uh, Let's do uh, some trivia, huh? You guys ready? It is. Let's do it. Uh, This week in 1977, kind of had a uh, mental breakdown with a lead singer in this band after uh, he was sent to a mental hospital after attacking his accountant with an air rifle. The accountant was just trying to give him a $30,000 royalty check that he had uh, earlier refused. So who was it that had this uh, breakdown? Or what What band? Le- what band's lead singer was it? Was it A, Fleetwood Mac? B, Quicksilver Messenger Service? C, Canned Heat? Or was it D, Cocaine Crosby's Air Rifle Razzmatazz, A Play in Three Acts?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going to go with canned heat. Canned heat? Sounds about right. Sounds like he went nuts. He had the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Too much heat canned up. Is actually oh, Fleetwood Mac founder, it. Peter Green. He was sent to a mental hospital after attacking his accountant with an air rifle just trying to give him a $30,000 royalty check. Here's some background now, on didn't what.
2: Something funny like that happened. A similar type of thing happened with uh, one of the Beatles. I swear it was like the same know, story. Maybe. They're like, we're just trying to give you money.
1: Uh, this is Okay, so here's the story. While touring in Europe in late March 1970, Peter Green took LSD at a party at a commune near Munich, an incident cited by Fleetwood Mac manager Clifford Davis as the crucial point in his mental decline. Uh, the communard Rainer or mentions in his autobiography that he and some other lady met Green in Munich, invited him to their commune, German commune, the Highfish Commune.
2: Uh
1: <laughs> Fleetwood Mac Rody Dinky Dawson, which is a great name. Yeah. Remembers that Green went to the party with another roadie, Dennis Keane, and that when Keen returned to the band's hotel to explain that Green would not leave the commune, Keen, Dawson and Mick Fleawood traveled there to fetch him. By contrast, Green stated in two thousand nine that he had fond memories jamming there. I had a good play there. It was great. Someone recorded it. They gave me a tape. There were people playing along. Fully, he's acting like it was no big deal. Uh, he told Jeremy Spencer at the time, That was the most spiritual music I've ever recorded in my life. After a final performance on 20th of May 1970, Green left Fleetwood Mac uh, forever. And then in 1977, Green was arrested for threatening his accountant, David Simmons, with a shotgun. The exact circumstances are the subject of much, much speculation. The most famous being that Green wanted Simmons to stop sending money to him. Stemming from this incident, Green was eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia and spent time in psychiatric hospitals undergoing electroconvulsive therapy during the mid seventies. Many sources attest to his lethargic trance like state during this period. Good golly, Pretty wild, be, huh? Yeah. And that picture is of him later, like in the eighties, after that stuff. Like he still was like on another planet, like he never came back.
2: Yeah. He's got his uh
1: like Hari Krishna. Yeah, it kind of
2: looks like uh, the one of the Rajneesh Param
1: uh, <laughs> right. folks. Yeah. So Peter Green, man, we lost him. Uh, pretty wild, huh? One of the biggest bands at the time. Yeah. Really. LSD. Yeah.
2: Is that you said that was in '77? Yeah. That was like was some of the height of their popularity.
1: Well, yeah. And uh, 1970 was when he left Fleetwood Mac, and then for the next seven years, he was like kind of just, like, going down that crazy spiral, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Mom. All right. New rock and uh, metal albums out for the week. David, take it away. What All do
2: we right. got? right. We've got um, And Oceans, as in Gardens, So in Tombs, and Zillu Xnihilo, Arctic Rain, Unity, Bizarre Cult, Dintaptikrigan, Krigan. <laughs> uh conjureth the parasitic chambers Ooh. hey that's what they call me sometimes <laughs> uh crown a parasitic operation out phoenix of, out of
1: all the chambers he's the parasitic, <laughs> the parasitic chambers, chambers.
2: <laughs> um a, a operation phoenix dismal okay. via emptus. uh dust prophet uh. one last look upon the sky Electric Mob. There's quite a few this week. I'm yeah, we got that. a lot
1: and some good band names this week, too, okay. I got to say. Um,
2: uh, <laughs> Electric Mob, To Make You Cry and Dance. Gearish and the Chronicles, Back on Earth. Green Day, Nimrod re-release. Oh, yeah, okay. Holocaust, Heavy Metal Mania. Um, 1980 to 1984. Oh, sorry. oh okay, it's like a collab- album.
1: compilation okay. album.
2: Complete recordings. All right. Um, Iron Void, 4. Shadow Kingdom is the... right. sorry. Okay. And then uh, Nogjarn. (laughs) Nogjarn. Mera (laughs) Bedovning. Okay, lives in Kaliuka. Love Gang Main Streak. The Lucid. Saddle up and ride. New miserable experience. Philosophy on Pessimism. Um obelisk. Ultimate grace of God. Ominous cre uh, ominous scriptures rituals of mass self ignition, <laughs> oozing wound. Yes, we cater to cowards. Pelican, City of Echoes, Ronnie Romero raised on heavy radio, Smashing Pumpkins, a Tomb a rock autumn. opera. Autumn. Uh, autumn. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's the second one. It's so this is it's in three acts, and this is act number act two. Act number two. Yep. Okay.
2: Steve Vai Vai slash Gash. Suasion, The Infinite um, The Tangent, Pyramids, Stars, and Other Stories Recordings, blah, blah, blah Okay, um, Uriah Heap, Chaos and Color White Reaper, Ask for a Ride And You, Me at Six, Truth Decay
1: Alright, some good ones this week What's your favorite? Band name or album name? Both My my favorite band name, I think, it's a, it's it's a tough one I think it's oozing wound.
2: Oh yeah, you know what mine is? What? Yeah. You
1: me at six. <laughs> right. You know, is
2: that what they meant by that? Where I it's don't like, know. The, the, do you remember back in like the sitcoms, like back in the eighties, and uh-huh. they'd be like, you, me, hot tub tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right? Could be. Right. Yeah. It sounds like a yeah. date proposal. Yeah. Right there. You, you me me six o'clock. Six o'clock. Right, <laughs> um, you, me, and six. Uh, I do like for uh, for band names. or no, so f- sorry for uh, album names. I like uh, Kali Yuka.
1: Yeah, Kali Yuka.
2: That one is that's uh, unique. That one is uh, it, it. It means the age of of Kali. This is a a Buddhist or a, sort of ah. a new concept. It's sort of like the uh, like the apocalypse kind of a thing, nice. but it's like yeah. a Hindu version, a Buddhist version. Um. But I do, I do, I do like the fact that there is a band called Pelican. Yeah, right they're, they're after a heavy oozing, group too. Oozing wound. They're pretty after heavy. After
1: the, uh, From what I remember, they're they're a pretty heavy group. Uh, Pelican. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Good stuff. So ones check out. I
2: would want to actually listen to probably the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. That's Dust Prophet. There's a lot of very uh, very churchy sounding. White
1: ones. White Reaper's a good group too. You might dig them. Uh, alternative uh, type type group. We saw them open for Weezer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Younger group. Okay. Uh, Steve Vai, uh, amazing guitar player, too. I'd like to hear that. I wonder who Gash is. Maybe a drummer or a bass player, somebody that he's collaborating with, kind of a minimalistic album. Gash. yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, amazing guitar player, Steve Vai. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's move on. What do we got? Movie TV entertainment news, the Ooh. Razzies, all the shitty movies. <laughs> so, they were all announced <laughs> on Monday. They always do this after the Oscars, right? So... They highlight the worst movies of the year. And Expendables 4 received the most nominations this year with seven nods, including Worst Picture. The other films in the Worst Picture category include The Exorcist Believer, Meg 2, The Trench, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Winnie, Plo- Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We were, oh, no. <laughs> we were talking about we that. Talk about that. It got a, It's getting a razzy. <laughs> so it must be pretty bad. Russell Russell Crowe and the Pope's Exorcist was uh, pretty bad. Chris Evans and Ghosted both ended up in the worst actor category.
2: Oh, so that's what oh the Pope's Exorcist. When it came to the Exorcist too, that's what I was
1: thinking. Right, yeah, that's a different one, but they're they're both really bad. <laughs> the, have you seen them both? I I have not seen Russell Crowe's one, but I have seen The Exorcist Believer, and I thought it was horrible.
2: Jason Statham was in Meg too.
1: Yeah, he wow. was. It, Meg two. I thought Meg two honestly was better than the the original Meg one, but it's really cheesy. It's, Dude, it's,
2: Megalodons, they're just cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, very they're realistic. Big and, yeah, you know.
2: And they're probably down there, eh?
1: so worst actors worked at i'm not going to go through all of these but these are movies that you probably want to avoid i would guess
2: <laughs> wait bill murray was bad in ant-man
1: yeah he was supposedly it was like a really bad supporting Expendables role. four yeah expendables four got the most magic mike's last dance worst screen couple selma hayek and channing tatum
2: <laughs> really
1: Oh my God! Yeah. So anyway, there's but these are a bunch of bad movies. Uh, Wait, but, you know. but
2: I'm, doesn't there have to be like a standard of like how much money the movie made? Like, no. did Winnie the Pooh actually like was that? <laughs> seems like such a B movie. No. Yeah,
1: they pick they pick the worst of the worst. It's they they don't. They yeah, like there's no through, standard. Like how, wow. No, I mean, they, I guess they're these are still like they're not totally independent movies, but. Yeah,
2: because couldn't there be a lot worse movies if they looked really, really? Yeah, hard? they
1: there there are. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> these are all like released by significant.
2: These are the ones where they just wanted to embarrass people. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Yeah, the ones that have the significant actors and stuff in them. Yeah. So anyway, I
2: guess really it's it's really for the funny of it. So yeah. You have to choose some that people actually know the actors. Right. And, um, but Winnie the Pooh is just funny. Yep. It doesn't matter. Like we no, yeah. don't have to know who the actors are. It's just
1: funny. Exactly. Alright, alright. Daily show is back with Jon Stewart. Did you hear this announcement? Really? Starting on Monday, February twelfth, through the twenty twenty four election cycle, Jon Stewart will be returning as the host of the Daily Show. So they have not found a replacement for Trevor yeah, Noah.
2: Yeah, I haven't I haven't really like to be honest with you, I haven't. I used to watch it pretty often, just like on YouTube or whatever, like the opening part of it. Right. I haven't done that in a while since they don't have a, a host, and I don't know that's working for them. No, it's well. not.
1: They've had a lot of substitute hosts, and it's just been horrible. To be honest, like uh, they they need to figure it out. And I mean, John- I like all those people. Sure, I do. But I but it
2: may it's just like this kind of continuity issue.
1: I feel like John Oliver has a good point here where he's surprised that Jon Stewart is returning. He says, I mean, that is a surprise. That's a show that needs a host. He certainly is a very, very good one. So, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what he does. I do think after 2025, they should appoint a permanent host. I would have hired Roy Wood pictured here or Amber Ruffin. But it's going to be very exciting to see John again in an election year. So I thought that was a good point, but that they need to get somebody in there permanently. And hopefully, after John Stewart leaves, they can like find that person, you know, because it does need a host. Um, So yeah, good stuff though. That will be interesting to watch it this year though. Uh, All right, uh, news from around the world. This is kind of crazy. Airline passenger faced uh, is facing. A hundred and twenty thousand dollar fine for a joke he made while flying to Spain. If you notice there is a a, a jet, jet a fighter jet flying along the the side of this easy jet that was taking him to Spain, and it's because he sent a message to his friends on Snapchat saying, On my way to blow up the plane, I'm a member of the Taliban. So that's hilarious, right? The joke prompted the Spanish <laughs> Air Force to send <laughs> two to send two <laughs> fighter jets. To this flight, uh, and Verma, this guy faces a public disorder charge. 103 thousand dollars of the fine is facing is for the cost of deploying the the jets. He says uh, his lawyer is speaking now and says Aditya didn't put this message on Facebook or advertise it. What he did was the equivalent of making a joke inside a car with friends. His lawyer told the court. So what do you think about making jokes like that? And do dude, you think it's I'm deserved? I'm
2: there with Aditya's lawyer. Yeah. I mean, really aditya verma that's that's like a that's like a a hindi name yeah so it's like he's he's making the joke to his friends that people look at him like he's the taliban right and he just says that and since they're surveilling everything then they're like oh oh no wait
1: this guy's in the taliban yeah and then there goes the jets and deploy it and now he's getting fined for it
2: that, my gosh.
1: $120,000, that... too. I don't
2: like that at all. Yeah, that's I pretty make, wild. I make jokes all the time.
1: You better watch out.
2: <laughs> I guess I don't, well, I other than when I'm saying, like, Hey, NSA, are you listening to me right now? <laughs> you know, golly.
1: Pretty wild, huh? This is the uh, the state we live li- in.
2: That's, the, that's where we're living, huh?
1: Surveillance state. Dude, you're, you know, Aditya didn't used to be a member of the Taliban. Yeah, now he's, now he's an honorary member. Yeah,
2: except for they'll be like, wait, you're not a Muslim? That's <laughs> wait,
1: yeah, so how does that work?
2: Yeah, interesting.
1: Wild, huh? All wow. right, last story of the week. Woman cooks whole meals in her Tesla. You let riders eat in your car. Well, this lady is taking the concept to the whole new level by in, cooking entire meals inside of her Tesla. Look at she's got like this fried plate or whatever, like this thing. And she's cooking like seafood in there, which to me, I'm like, oh, my God, it must smell to high heaven. Well, inside to of me, this car. I'm like,
2: why does she have the white seats? <laughs> right, if you're gonna be cooking, good gosh.
1: Let's. You want to watch a little bit of this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get the uh, Instagram video popped up here, and uh, she said she's cooking, cooking seafood boil in <laughs> my Tesla. So yeah, of course this is what everybody does, right? I mean, you know. All right, let's let's watch it. Let's watch this lady cook uh, cook some seafood in her Tesla. Here we go. Do I have the muted? Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> oh my gosh! She's got butter. Got the butter. Throw it on the on the hot plate. She's chopping up garlic. She's got like huge, big tr- old prawns. <laughs> she's got old bay, all the spices. Where's she getting yeah, these spices does she have a little
2: Spice rack in there somewhere.
1: Oh my god! It's like two huge cubes of butter. Now she's cutting up sausage. You know my Look at one of the, um, the top comments. Your car must smell greasy. Yep. <laughs> it's got 80,000 likes. And one of the other comments I noticed was like, if you have enough money to have a Tesla, why are you cooking inside of it? It's obviously just... To create a viral video, and for us to talk it, well, about it.
2: Well, that's exactly what
1: I was gonna say.
0: This it's, it's is how working. you break through. Yeah, we're
2: you know we're <laughs> we're sitting here talking about how we could like get more viewers. We're like, should we put on a? We a, should be doing this was it, in our the car. gecko costume? Yeah, we should be putting on doing the gecko. Doing therapy in our gecko <laughs> costume, talking about rock and roll. Yeah, we could cook. We could cook in our car while we talk well, yeah, about rock and roll. Yeah, and it roll. would go viral. That'll, that'll get all the. They were like, All the what kids are these? will get interested. Yeah, they're like,
1: what are these insane guys doing? <laughs> what are these wacky guys doing? Talking well that's about- just strange. Isn't that crazy? Also I I gotta get <laughs> I gotta
2: lose about
1: uh, you know, 50 pounds
2: and turn myself into a beautiful Asian woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then that might work. (laughs) All right, that's it for us this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in every week. Uh, It's up on YouTube, YouTube youtube.com, at Rock News Weekly. Watch us live every week, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly and rocknewsweekly.com. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Bye-bye.